up, witches, and welcome to Witch Space. I'm Gemini. And I'm Scorpio. And today we are talking about Scott Cunningham, a witch in time. Yes. So Scott is American. I mean, Raymond Buckland moved here. But Scott is us. He's us. He is USA all the way. Uh, born in 1956 and died in 1993. He was he was young. He was 36. Yeah, Buckland beat him by a lot. Yeah. But anyway, born in Michigan. He was a friend to Raymond Buckland and a third-degree witch. Member of Serpent, the Serpent Stone family. Okay. That coven. And was openly gay. Love him. Right? Especially since we you're thinking about the past podcasts that we've done and... I want to say it was only the Ferraris that touched upon yeah, in the every, past. Everybody else basically was just like, man and woman, this is how you get initiated. Right. The Ferraris were like, you could do whatever, we just don't know about it. Right. They're like, we can't, I'm not saying it's wrong, we're just saying we don't know how that works because yeah. of the male-female energy. You know, and whatever. Scott is the so, first time that we're going to, we can address it. Right. Although I think we mentioned this in the other podcast. I feel like everybody has male-female energy. So yeah. I don't know why it has to be gender-specific in a coven, but whatever. So, yes, he is, was openly gay. Um, and in the 1980s, he was initiated by Raven Grimasi, who we recently lost. Um, and then in 1982, it was like, see ya, I'm solo. So he was initiated a couple of times, and then in different traditions, mm-hmm. and finally was like, I'm Forget done it. with this. And because of that, we've chosen Wicca, a guide for the solitary practitioner. Which is the first time... In at least our historical look, that you get Wicca for the solitary practitioner. It's yeah. sort of like we we've had nods to it. Right. Buckland was like, you could totally do it. Right. And even gave us examples in the workbook on how you can work that solo. But this is the first time that it is its own separate valid thing that you can learn about in its own separate valid way. Yeah. So you know, it's funny because when we talked about Buckland, we said, well, we recommend reading the back of the Ferrars, and then Buckland. Mm-hmm. And now I'm thinking, maybe we shouldn't say that. Maybe if you think you really want to be on your own. You just start with this. No, I, I still think that the part two of the Ferrars is still, like, big. Mm-hmm. And then So this. part two and then this. And then Buckland. Okay. Which I think is a very reasonable take, because if you're going to be by yourself, yeah, this is, this is it. This is the yeah. book. Yeah. I mean, unless you do Buckland and then this, just to be sure. Because a lot of Buckland was... Yeah. yeah. But I think they kind of go together. I agree. Yeah. Because, like you said, this is all about being by yourself. And he says it in the intro. He says, this book breaks many Wicca conventions. It's also the first time in this intro where Wicca and Witch are not interchangeable. Yeah. This book is the first time that one of our sort of big, important people, says, yeah, Wicca and Witch, not the same thing. Yeah. They've, we fought about it previously, about whether or not they mean the same thing, but this, it's very in the text, not the same. Well, you know, it is and it isn't. Like, Witch can be any tradition. Yeah. Right? We're both witches. We're both not Wiccan. It's like square and rectangle. Like okay. all squares yes, and rectangles. But not all, yeah, I, it took me a second to realize, like, wait, what? What is she saying to me? Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. like that. So I think, you know, so I think I agree with him, yeah. I mean, witch and Wicca are not the same unless you are Wiccan and then yeah. you're a witch. But for Gardner, that there was no... Right. He, when he was saying witch and he was saying Wicca, they were the same word for him. Right. So this is, this textually is our first moment of now... We have separate options. And I think it's because it's a more modern book. And I think, you know, you realize, well, there are other traditions. So we can't really just call everybody who's a witch Wiccan because they're not. So we have to, you know, be open to other traditions. I also thought it was really interesting that he talked about Wicca versus shamanism. Mm. Because this is something I think I mentioned in the last podcast or a podcast previous to this. I'm not good at shamanic stuff, which I think is more, I see as more like world walking altered states of reality, that sort of thing. And he says, you know, altered states of consciousness is shamanic. I had never thought of Wicca, even in the context of shamanism. So to have him address that and be like, what versus what, that was really interesting to me. 
I, I like that he said shamanism has been defined as the first religion. Yeah. And I wonder what Gardner would say to that. Because we've even talked about that. Like, you know, yeah. where did where did magic, let's just call it magic, forget yeah. witches. You know, there was magic in every culture. There's magic everywhere. So the idea that he points to shamanism, so what we're talking about, is that we're talking about Asia, Philippines, Siberia, Italy, France, South America, North Asia, North America, Aztecs, Mayans, the Amazon, and Africa. So the world. <laughs> yes, but there's some people missing here. Yeah. The people that Gardner cared about. Yep. <laughs> so the fact that he wrote this, I'm like, that's so American, such a rebel. Yeah. You know, to say, okay, this is where it all came from. Everybody but England. <laughs> Everybody but England. But, you know, I, I don't think that's true. I think that there's magic, but there's different types. I think yeah. the fact that he says, well, we've all talked about it. We don't know what came before Gardner. You know, Murray and her quote-unquote science, Yeah. right? Um, she was trying to pull things, extrapolate things, but Gardner put it together at a time that we don't know what happened before. So if we do have more in- information on um, shamanism, then... Maybe it is the first yeah. religion. And right? this is, it was great for me because shamanism anthropologically is more commonly referred to as like the first religious practices. And you see when people are studying, especially like art history, the art history of like the Inuit people mm-hmm. or the art history of people in um, Western Africa. Part of that art has shamanic roots mm-hmm. versus s- sort of Murray and Gardner's idea of this witch cult that was global. It wasn't. They were these smaller groups led by shamans or involving shamans. And I think this is the most accurate so far. Buckland came close with like religio magic. Right. But this is the first time that it feels historically accurate to me. Yes. And he even says, quote, from these primitive beginnings arose Wicca. Yeah. He, um, I underlined it like 40 times. Direct quote, Wicca is new. Yeah. This is the, this is the moment textually where we get, I'm not going to say whether or not this comes from a previous religion. I'm going to address it as it started with Gardner. Yeah. He also specifically stated Wicca is not magic. Right. Wicca is the religion that includes magic. Yeah. But I think everybody has said that. I don't know if anybody... I think with Cunningham, things are stated explicitly for the first time. Because I definitely think that, like, Gardner has implied, or Valiente implied, that, like, Wiccans do magic. They are not magic. But implication versus outright outright saying saying it. it mean two different things. Because right? I'm sure Gardner would have loved for every, everyone to just assume, well, Wicca's magic. That's how. That's what Wicca is. It's the magic. And I think it's also interesting because nobody ever comes up to you and says, oh, wow, it's Maybon, huh? Yeah. What'd you do? No. You're a witch? Mm-hmm. Do you read cards? Yep. It's do all about the this? magic. Yeah, it's all about the magic. And you're thinking, um, I haven't you know, done a spell in about a month, but... <laughs> Yeah, you yeah, know, I mean, sometimes. the moons, and I've been, <laughs> I've been following, following witch space. No, but I've been, you know, doing other things because I just imagine like that awkward conversation where somebody's like, "Oh, do you do magic?" and I'm like, "Yeah, moon phases, holy water, um, stuff." Yeah, yeah it's not exactly that, as like, glamorous as people. It's a small part of what we do as witches who also have a religion. I also find it annoying because I don't know. Again, I think I've said this before. I don't go up to people and go, oh, you have a crucifix? Are you Catholic? I, I don't care. Yeah. I don't I don't find it particularly interesting. I don't care what anybody follows. Like, just, I don't know. It doesn't tell me that much. I mean, just, you know, oh, I you feel like witch? it's uh, everybody kind of wants a little bit of what we have. Like, people come up and say, oh, are you a witch? Because they want magic in their lives oh that's just sad <laughs> i mean you say it that way i mean make the magic happen everybody's capable of making the magic happen whether that's magic with a k 
Or magic right? with a C. Or, you know, I mean, if your life needs spicing up, do it. Yeah. Do it, people. Get out there. Do what you've always wanted to do. Make your own magic. That's really cute. No, but it's true. I mean, oh, God. I mean, you don't need magic. I think people think they need magic for things that they really don't. You know, the first time that I traveled by myself, it never occurred to me that I needed a spell. Yeah. All I needed was the guts to make the reservations and then, damn it, I'm going. That is magic. But that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. magic by itself. Like, make the magic happen. If you're afraid to do something, guess what? Just do it. Doing it is the magic. Doing it is the I magic. You know? So, you know, you don't have to change religions to, to find magic. But if you did want to change religions, oh, this is man. a great book to figure out. Yeah. I like that he says outright must accept deity as twin. Yeah. Right? I like when we state things explicitly. I think yeah. I... I did the same thing with Valiente when she said certain things. I was like, I like that it's being stated outright. These yeah. are the rules. So Cunningham tells you right at the beginning, part of Wicca is accepting that there is twin. There is God and goddess. Yes. There's two sides. I didn't, like, write down which chapters each thing. And by the way, he does say really early on, Wicca is a religion that utilizes slash embraces magic. If you seek only to practice magic, Wicca probably isn't the answer for you. I like that he says it out right? loud. Yes. At the core of Wicca, a joyous union with nature. So if somebody ever asks you what you practice, I, I am one with nature. Yeah. That really is what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, yeah, he does talk about that. He also says that religion based entirely on feminine energy, however, is as unbalanced and unnatural as one totally masculine in focus. So he would not be a fan of Dianic Wicca. No. Which... I get. Yeah, I get it. But, you know, again, I say, you know, the focus or the members of the coven. Right? Yeah. Because, again, I think that you can, there is a balance. And I think everybody says that, you know, but I think that's all within us. I don't think we need. So I thought that was interesting. Like the focus, focus which way? I think as a person who is like really scientifically minded, I think if we thought about it in terms of equilibrium and not in terms of balance, it would be better. Because equilibrium, I just dropped a, a paperclip. Sorry. <laughs> equilibrium is, it can go in other directions. So equilibrium, like if you have a soda bottle, mm -hmm. there's gas in the top of the soda bottle and there's liquid, there's soda in the bottom. And if you shake it up, more of the soda goes up into the gas state, but it's still in equilibrium. It's just moved farther towards the gas. Right. And I think that's what we're really... That mindset would really change the way we look at, like, well, you know, masculine, feminine energy. We we do. Everybody has masculine, feminine energy. It's where is your equilibrium? Where is the Got equilibrium it. of the coven? Is right. it more towards the feminine, more towards the masculine? What do you need? It doesn't have to be perfectly 50-50 for it to be balanced. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like when I can incorporate science into Me too. I like, I like when you do that. I like listening to it. Um, what else? I didn't, I didn't note which chapter is which, so I don't know when I'm coming in with my next ideas. Okay, well, you talked about the deities, and that was chapter two, and he said something that I really liked in chapter two. He mm -hmm. said, no other book gain, gives you, sorry, gives you tasks to get you comfortable with the concept of Wicca. No, those are my notes. He didn't say that. I said that. Because he says things like, to get comfortable with the idea of Wicca, take a walk in nature. Mm -hmm. So it's like he gives you these little steps. So he's not just throwing you into the religion. He's not just saying, okay, so you have to believe in, in this and do this. He's like, okay, listen, if you want to get comfortable with this idea, take a walk. You know, there's different things you can do to get in. It's it. like a pair with Buckland's. Buckland yes. is like the mental yeah. analysis and Cunningham is like, go take a walk. Right. How does it feel to take a walk? Right. Yeah. You know, so I, I like that. I think as we get into the modern books... They're better. <laughs> well, because the modern books, they've all been initiated by the previous people. Yeah. But, and you know, I think that Wicca is, and I'm sure every religion evolves, but Wicca definitely has been evolving since the beginning. And it's because I think it is intuitive religion. I think that people start making it their own mm -hmm. and start changing things around. 
And you have to change things around if you're in the U.S. You can't follow everything exactly that's British because we're not the same. And the land is not the same. And the idea of getting in tune with your land, well, I can't get in tune with something that's not here. So I have to work with what's here. So I think people will just naturally make it. And we see it changing even now. Yeah. You know, what people are doing with it. If Gardner can make it up, then we can add to it. We can also add to it. You know, you can't say you can't. What else? Three main sources of energy for magic, he says. Personal power, earth power, divine power. I loved this. Okay, why did you love it? This is a thing that I had sort of mentally or or like, it's a thing that I had analyzed myself personally as far as like, well, what do I, where do I think magic comes from? How do I think this stuff works? And it's very in line with what I had done on my own. And so it was validating for me to be like, well, this is a foundational text of Wicca and I agree with it. (laughs) Like, yeah, okay, maybe magic works like this because magic works like this and not just because I thought it was my understanding of it. Okay. It was really cool. The three magics are personal earth magic and divine magic. Right. And so for me, like I mostly work with divine magic if I'm working with my gods and I mostly work with personal magic, if I'm not working with my gods and since my religion doesn't like you to work with your gods for magic, I'm doing almost exclusively personal magic. Got it. Um, I've never really thought about doing earth magic, but I guess that would be more like the wheel of the year kind of vibes, like getting in touch with the seasons, that kind of stuff. Right. I mean, for me, that's, and it's really weird because I can't imagine living somewhere that doesn't, doesn't change doesn't have seasons you know it's funny because i was just thinking the seasons for me are kind of like what facebook does for birthdays you know how like it tells you it's so-and-so's birthday and the seasons get me ready for oh my god yes so this is coming up you know what i mean i think that if the seasons didn't start changing i don't know that i would i'm terrible at remembering things i don't know how i would and i don't know how connected i would feel you know i think it would be hard for me to connect like if i'm living in florida and it's (laughs) your seasons are wet or humid. Right. And it's, you know, it's Yule and I'm going, okay, it's... <laughs> Where's the snow at? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I think that I would feel... I'd, I don't know if I'd feel as connected to my yeah. holidays. I don't know. Well, and I, I think that... we. I think we've talked about this before, about, like, the difference between North Northern Hemisphere and Southern mm-hmm. Hemisphere. Like, that also trips me up, is the idea that, like, everything's backwards. Yeah. Yeah. I really... We need to... We need to get somebody on the podcast who's from the Southern Hemisphere because I really want to have a conversation about this with somebody who lives it. I think if you've lived it, it might even seem weird to do it our way. Right? Yeah. I I really want to hear about it. Please reach out to us if you're in the Southern Hemisphere because I want to know. Yeah. I have no idea. Um, I, I wrote this thing and I don't know why I wrote it. Yeah. Wiccans invoke the goddess and God to bless their magic. I think maybe that was me looking at the difference between the language of Wicca versus the language of Hellenismos, because Wiccans invoke the goddess and god to bless their magic, Mm -hmm. seems like like a calling upon of the gods. You invite them in. You can't tell them to come in. Right. That's why they're gods and you're not. But yeah, you you invite them in. I mean, I invite them to circles. I invite them to everything I do. I do not invite my gods. You never, you do talk to your gods? Yes, but I don't invite them to magic. Okay, that's against your... It's like... I sh- So here's the thing. Invoke and invite feel like two different words for me. Because I feel like I could invite... I could totally invite Hermes to, like, do some stuff. And I, I could very reasonably invite Apollo if I'm pulling cards. Like, that's his thing. Divination. Or oracular, you know, understanding. Right. But invoke feels more serious. Well, it is because you have, you're concentrating, right, on this particular deity. Right? Inviting is like, hey, you want to come over? That's what I could, I could do if I wanted to right. when I was doing Which, it. you know, and I use the word inviting because I feel, this is going to sound crazy because invoke is the proper word, but I feel it's almost disrespectful because I have no control over my god and goddess, right? I, and I'm I not feel like to. invoke I work for them. Control. They don't work for me. I work for them. And so that's okay. why when I see things like Wiccans invoke the goddess and the god, I'm like, okay, I don't, I can't invoke my gods. But here's the thing, because the the idea is that you work for them, right? Um, so to invoke them, it's almost like, 
<laughs> the only way I could emailing your boss because you need to have a meeting. Okay, I don't know. I was thinking like the exact same thing. Really? In my head, that's, that's really weird. Because like, it's not... When your boss approves of something? Yeah, kind of. Okay. You know, I mean... And I mean, how often do I do that? I, I, I'm more of the not really going to bother you kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it has to be serious, especially if it's healing. Healing, I always call on the goddess. I, I'm always you know, right there talking to her and invoking her. And I feel like it's important, but it's, you know, for just little things, I'm not, no. Listening to you talk about it and reading it. It's almost like two different things. Cause when I read this sentence, I'm like, uh, puppers come to join us. Yeah. He's got opinions. When I read Wiccans invoke the goddess and the God, I imagine it as like the way that I imagine the idea of drawing down the moon. Okay. Well, then there's drawing down the moon, which is something... It's a separate thing. But yeah. the, the idea of, like, it, this this is a serious moment. They become a part of my ceremony. They right. are here to to do things with or for me. Yeah, but I'm not even saying that other Wiccans don't do that. I'm just talking about my experience. Right. But when I hear your experience, that sounds more in line with my experience, where it's just kind of like, hey, I'm miming that I'm on the phone. Hey, could you, like, help me out, please? I'd really appreciate it. You're very, you know, powerful and you have the skills that would be useful in this, but it's not like you have to be here for this right now. Yeah, and I, that's what Invoke feels like to me is you have to be here for this. I feel like they're going to, they're going to be there or not. I don't think that I can control that. Control that. Now, there's other things that I can call for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I can invoke other things for sure and demand that they're there. Yes. Um, and that's different, but if I really, I mean, invoke them where I've really strongly suggested that I needed something, um, has been few, few times where I really, something I really need. And I never use that kind of terminology. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if I do it, they know that it's something serious. serious and, you know, but it's still a very strongly suggestion. Yeah. You like, know, it's please. not. Please. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's why I wrote the sentence down is the invoke part. I don't remember where. It's in, it's after the notes on the three magics. Okay. It's in chapter three somewhere. All right. Uh, chapter four is all about tools. I skipped I, it. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> oh, you skipped it. I skipped it. Okay. So I just meant you don't necessarily have to um, go through it all. But I thought it was interesting. He talks about the broom and mentions, you know, like different different traditions and how they you see the broom. So it's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Um, and there's music, dance, and gestures, chapter five. I don't know if you wanted to go into... Also skipped it. Okay, so music dance. <laughs> so when I looked at those two chapters, I went, like, I skimmed through them. And it was like, yeah. this is stuff we've talked about We've before. talked about it before. But again, if you're starting out, this, you wouldn't skim it. No, but, yeah, you yeah. should definitely read it. But also you could listen to previous episodes of the podcast and they will explain those things, I think, in acceptable detail. Absolutely. I also liked um, chapter six, ritual and preparation for ritual. I didn't and skip it. There were two quotes that I liked. It said, in Wicca, rituals and are ceremonies that celebrate and strengthen our relationship with the gods and the earth. So I like this idea of the personal coming together with the spiritual, yes. coming together with the earth. Like, I think that that's really great that he mentioned it that way. Well, especially because he says the three magics right. are this, this, and this. And then to say, it strengthens. okay, this is where we do it. Right. Yeah. And then he said, these rituals need not be pre-planned, rehearsed, or traditional, nor must they slavishly adhere to one particular pattern or form. And I love that because I feel if you constantly do the same thing, I've said this before, it gets stale. Like, yes, I have certain phrases, I have certain things I like to start ceremonies with, but I love things that are improvised. Yeah. If you are feeling, if this religion is all about feeling and nature and the seasons, then feel it, you know? And I don't think anybody should shame you into saying, you mean you didn't cast a circle and do it this way and do that? No, what did you feel? You felt it? Then guess what? Your gods were feeling it. Everybody, whatever, yeah. whether other people or your spirit guides, they were feeling it and you probably had a better ceremony than somebody who's just doing it by rote because it's, 
okay, it's this it's this holiday. I got to do it this way. This chapter really was the chapter that made me go like, oh, Cunningham is a yes. Like, I like this. Yeah. I love that he defined ritual. Like, that was just nice to yeah. have. Like, a specific form of movement, manipulation of objects, or series of inner processes designed to produce desired effects. Beautiful. Love that. Nice to have a definition that we're working in. I love that he called out ritual nudity. I love that there was a moment where he was like, listen, nudity's cool. You can do it. Yeah. But don't be a weirdo about it. Yeah. Like, thank you, Cunningham. <laughs> yes. He literally says, some people use this to be creeps. And I just want you to be aware of it. Yeah. For the future. Yeah. Thank you. But, you know, it also, again, I think it could also be the time that he was writing Yeah, it no, you're and, not wrong. You know, he was just telling people, just be careful. And, I, yeah, that was good. It's, it's nice to have. Yeah. Please, everybody be aware. If you're solitary, it's not as important because you're not working with other people in right. a ritual nudity sense. But we care about you and we want you to be safe and yeah. preferably quote. Yeah. It's just, you know. Now, I wrote something in my notes Mm-hmm. The section on baths, and I wrote all for Gemini. I love a good ritual you are bath. such a bath witch. You are. So, I, I am. Mean, oh my god. I am. I love the idea of like a ritual cleansing. Mm-hmm. I love the idea of like a ritual self care thing. I love the idea that that is a thing that I didn't invent and that has a very long history of being perfectly valid and appropriate in witchcraft. Thank you, Scott Cunningham. <laughs> I'm here for you. <laughs> but it's true. When you think about, you know, for people who like to do things like put masks on or take a bath or whatever, even something as simple as putting lotion on yourself. Yeah. So, or, or even, you know, sun protection. Why not infuse it with something? Why not have it work for you in another sense? Yes. You know, I think that's awesome. And I think we talk a lot about like, or I, I'm going to say this for me. I talk a lot about how, frustrated I get with people who want to use magic instead of the mundane Mm. it's it's great to do them together take your magic and make it mundane yeah but accept the mundanity of your life yeah there is a mundane world that you have to live in and sometimes the mundane response is the one that's going to get the action it's going to get things in motion putting sunscreen on your body Mm. is so essential right to prevent you know skin cancer right why not also give it a little magical boost? Right. You're well, still putting on sunscreen. But I was going to say, if you want to protect yourself from the sun, do not do a spell. Put the sunscreen on. Yeah, unless the sunscreen is the spell, don't do a spell. Right. Like, I agree completely. I like, he made a comment in that chapter as well. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying traditional Wicca is bad. Okay, oh my god. I love it. That's where I was going to go, and I was like, okay, as soon as you're done, I'm going to talk about it. Go ahead. I loved that... There was this moment of sort of recognition that Cunningham and Buckland and Valiente kind of all had said that this is what makes Eclectic Wicca. Mm -hmm. Like, these three people especially, they saw traditional Wicca for what it was, but they also saw how valuable it can be to do it in a different way. Yeah. And I like when people say these things out loud. Like, you know what? If you want to be a British traditional Wiccan... Go for it. Right. That's great. I love it. Go get initiated. Merry Christmas. Or Happy Yule. Thank you. <laughs> but you have other options. We can do with this framework what we can. Right. Okay, so the, the, the full thing that I wrote down was also the next thing. But after receiving their secrets, because he says he's joined different covens, mm-hmm. after receiving their secrets, I've come to realize that they're all the same. And the greatest secrets of all are available to anyone who takes the time to view nature as a manifestation of the goddess and God. Ooh, ooh. And here's the thing. Obviously, the internet was not around then. But even more than the internet, it's true. If you are going to be Wiccan, get outside. You can't, there's no shortcut to that. Yeah. You know, um, obviously, if you cannot go outside you can still view the outside from Google. Google's your friend there. There's also, like, windows. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if you can't get yeah. outside, there's something. But it's that. More than worrying about what do they know and they've been initiated, what are you getting out of this? Yeah. 
you know? So, I, yeah, I agree. I love that he actually puts it out there and just says it. Like, you know, they're all the same. I'm sure that angered a lot of people. And I'm sure Undoubtedly. There's, there's still some witches that would read that and go, ah, oh, ah, oh, I turned my nose up at this, yeah. you know? But, and also when we look at it from sort of the witch space perspective of having done a year in a daylight, looking at where Wicca comes from, they all come from the same place. Yeah. Right? Yes, things have been changed over time, but they all come from the same place. And if you think about the stuff I've had you do, it's so that you have a better understanding of the holiday. Yeah. Of why you're doing this or what this means or a representation or something. It's not to give you a secret. You've had to do the work on your own. Yes. So there's no secrets, really. It's So I think it's interesting that he puts it out there. I think it's good. Wonderful take. Yeah. And I, I think that that's sort of what you get from Cunningham in this book is he just kind of talks to you like a friend. He does. He just kind of is like, hey, here's what here's what we're talking about. Very conversational. Here's how it goes. Yeah. Sorry about my hot takes, but here they are. I like it. And I like that as we move into modern texts, that's the tone that we move in towards. Yeah. Because I, I remember recording for Gardner and being like, I don't like the way he writes. It was very, I didn't like it. It was very like... Yeah. A wall between us. Yeah. Reading Cunningham is great. But, you know, I also think that that comes from the fact or the place that he was in the same space as other ceremonial magicians. Yeah. So, you know, when you're talking about the Freemasons, when you're talking about Golden Dawn, it's all about we have secrets, you do not, please do not. So I think Gardner was trying to do that with Wicca, which could also have been because even though it was more modern times, I don't know. Still illegal, still, yeah. you know, a scary thing. So if you keep it secret, quote unquote secret, well, then you're also protecting your coven. Yeah. Because it can't get out there, you know. Um, in a lot of ways, we do things in secret by not saying our names yeah. because we're trying to protect not just us, but other people that are associated with us. The yeah. rest of which space doesn't want to be out either. So we just, yeah. we do this. So I think that it's kind of silly, but... This I like that Cunningham that is very seen. out. Yeah, yeah. He's just out about all of it. Yeah. And I think reading it in 2019, I like that. Yeah. Even if I am not 100% out of the broom closet. Right. Or 100% out in whatever context, it's nice to read the lived experience of somebody being like, screw it, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. The more time passes, the more I'm getting more like that was just like, yeah, yeah like, you know, come at me. Yeah. Kind of done. Anyway, uh, going to the magic circle and the altar. He has a whole debate about going outside and being indoors. And it made me think about the podcast where I talked about how I go outside into the park. Mm-hmm. And I just said, you know, I want to clarify. When I take my basket of stuff, it's to go in my backyard. Yeah, when you're not I like... I go to the park, like my... My wand is my finger. Like, it's not I'm like not, Dorothy with Toto in no, the basket. No, I'm like, not doing all of that. No, I may have like two things. Yeah. A representation of the god or goddess and they're not even statues. They're just like things from nature. Mm-hmm. Because if I have to like walk away, I can walk Just away. take it. Yeah. yeah, just take it and go. Um, I also think it's interesting because he talks about going outside versus being indoors and the idea of living room Wicca. And because of the way society is and the way we're set up, if you're in a big city or even here in the lower Hudson Valley, not everybody has a backyard. And, you know, my home is really next to other people. So when I go out there, I am totally conscious that people are probably watching me. Isn't it interesting that we have a religion that was based on being outside? And I think the majority of us practice indoors. Yeah. We've become indoor cats instead of outdoor cats. I think that this is a really great topic to talk about because for me I think we talked about it in another, in another podcast where I was like a bratty teenager being like Wicca's a fertility religion. Yeah. Wicca is a religion of secrets. Hmm. From its foundation, from its building. And I think so many people leaned into well I gotta, I gotta be inside, I don't want anybody to know about it, it's gotta be a secret that they leaned away from Nature. Well, where's the nature part? Yeah. And you can do it indoors and still do nature stuff. Oh, but, sure. But it is super important that you put your feet on the ground right. and that you, like, feel the sun on your skin and all of these things that I, I as me, Gemini, totally hate, but as a Wiccan, you know, are important. Right. So do I love the idea of living room Wicca? Yes. As 
like a very suburban girl, I'm like, yes, living room Wicca, I love this, do it in your living room, lots of space, but also indoors where there's no bugs. But it's a solid point, like you should go outside at some point. You know, I made the decision to go outside knowing that maybe the neighbors were watching me because ask me. If you're uncomfortable, ask me and I'll explain. It's just, I think it's dumb that Christmas comes and everyone has their decorations out and I'm not horrified because I see a wreath on somebody's door or I see a reindeer or whatever. So if you see me in the back muttering (laughs) with whatever it is I have in my hands, depending on the season, I'd rather you ask me or if you want, listen in. Yeah. You know, I can't stop you from listening (laughs) to me. And I'm not... I just think it's some kind of crazy that I have to run inside my house and hide. But again, if you live in the city, when I live in the city, where was I going to go? Yeah. Where am I going? I think when I was living in Brooklyn is when I started going. There was a park right uh, by North Henry Street. And I'd go there really early in the morning because I could get a little bit of outdoor time. Yeah. And I think that's where I started thinking about it. And that's where my love of parks started to come in, you know. I think there's an interesting... I know that a lot of... Well, I don't know if a lot. I say that exaggeratorily. I know there are people who are getting into, like, techno-witchcraft or, like, um, like more of a modern-based witchcraft. But is there, uh, is there room in Wicca for nature-based to also be the environment around you? To be like, you know what? I'm in the city. I'm really in touch with the concrete. Right? I'm in touch with this weed coming through the two. Okay, that's what I was going to say. I think it's more about what, even in Manhattan, there are weeds, there are plants growing everywhere. You can everywhere. get mugwort everywhere in so the city. that's what I'm saying. That's what you need to get in touch with, stuff like that. But I think part of that is then being in touch with the concrete, because that's being in touch with the thing that's preventing it from growing. I see what you're saying. Right, you have to be yeah. in touch with the concrete to be in touch with this one dandelion that's made it through. Right. Right, the power of that dandelion is increased by the fact that the concrete is there. I agree. Yes, absolutely. I would really be interested in 10 or 20 years from now looking back and seeing if there's a new branch of Wicca that comes out of city Wicca. I don't know how different that would be. I mean, I grew up in the city. You kind of, people have their little, on their fire escapes and stuff, they Mm -hmm. have their little herb garden and whatnot. And in Brooklyn, I had it, yeah, my fire escape in the kitchen. I had some things outside, which was not good because the squirrels would get there. Oh, the squirrels. I love a good squirrel. Would vex me. I used to have one of those um, power soakers, those like water guns. Like a super soaker. Super soaker. That's what I meant to say. Because they would get on the screen. Like if I was doing something, I'm like, oh my God, you're going to rip the screen. And Mm -hmm. I'm I'm renting. And I was like, I start soaking them. That was great fun. But um, (laughs) I like that that was the way that you thought about it too, because that's like a very safe type of pest repellent like i'm just gonna get you wet so you don't want to be around yeah me. not like i'm gonna it. trap and like relocate or i'm gonna like especially people in the suburbs i'm gonna shoot those squirrels yeah oh my god like, I, I super soaker is a great city. option but yeah i just wanted to freak them out so they would go oh i don't want to be here so and i just figure you know you yeah. do it to cats no not, not the super like soaker being sprayed yeah with just water, like a yeah. spray bottle for the cats when they get like yeah. nuts but um there was only one cat in my life that I've ever had to do because it was just like wanted to be carried all the time. Oh, and it was just like I enough. Love that. Like, I would just jump on me. I was like, I'm not carrying that you cat now. Is like a you are son. insane. Like stop it. I love it. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. I don't know, city wicca. I think every city witch tries to get out. I mean, you have parks everywhere. Yeah. You know, and trees everywhere, and you can find. They even do nature walks. Flower Power does walks. Through the city. I love that. So, just so that people in the city can realize, like, no, nature is all around you. Yeah. And if you're talking about Manhattan, you even have the High Line that they have That's put true. in. That's true. So, it's everywhere. I think Are it's... you the one who told me you can get married on the High Line if you have, like, ten people or less? No, you can get married on the High Line whenever you want. But it's, like, free or something? You need, for any public park, if you have fewer than 25 people, I think it's 25, you do not need a permit. Oh, I love that. Or if it's 12 or under, or yeah. if it's 25, I don't know, something. I don't remember 25. the number, I just but remember then you somebody need, telling then me. you need a permit, but you can get married on the high line. Love that. Yeah. Because that's like, especially if you're a witch or a Wiccan and yeah. you're in touch with nature, like, it's nice to be able to go to the high line where there's a bunch of nature, or like Central Park, Yeah. and be like, here's the nature. Yeah. 
let me marry in it. Oh, yeah. I got married in nature. I mean, it's... Yeah. I can't imagine being inside for something like that. Yeah. Plus, you know, um, it's where my gods are. Yeah. So. I love that that was a thing that we got to talk about because of Cunningham. Right? I, I really liked Cunningham. The more we get into modern books, the more I'm like, I love this. So we talked about Magic Circle and Altar and Living Room Witchcraft. Right. And then he talks about the Sabbaths, which we don't have to go yeah. into. And then the Spiral of Rebirth and Reincarnation. So we saw this in the Ferrars. We saw this in a bunch of books, actually. Um, and he does say, until you've decided for yourself, you may wish to reflect upon and consider the doctrine of reincarnation. So he's not pushing it on you. Yeah. But I don't know any Wiccan that doesn't. That's just part of being mm-hmm. Wiccan. So I thought that was, in, I don't know, I don't know if the word's interesting, but I was just like, why? Like, why is this? I don't know, because I feel like he's your bro, and he's just like, hey, man, like, you should think about this. But like, You should think about don't it. Don't worry about it until you've thought about it. I don't think you have to go blindly into anything, especially Wicca, but yeah. I feel like it goes hand in hand. So it's like, yeah, okay, you can think about it, but... Well, it is, it's interesting for him to say that you must accept that deity is twin, but not that reincarnation is... Like, you right. must accept reincarnation. Yeah. Because they're both pretty fundamental to yeah, Wicca. to Wicca. So... Concerning initiation... Chapter 10. True initiation isn't a rite performed by one human being upon another. Initiation is a process, gradual or instantaneous, of the individual's attunement with the goddess and God. Loved that sentence. And he says, he even sees initiation like someone who all of a sudden notices birds, the sun, etc. So true initiation is personal. Yeah. It could take you a while. You could do nature walks and not feel connected. For him, initiation is you feel the connection and you go, ah, your aha moment. Yeah. And you go, wow. Okay, wait a minute. I never saw this like this. Now you are initiated. I thought that was interesting. I put an F word in my notes because that's how much I liked it. Okay. I was like, this is great. I love the practice parts. I love the self-dedication. I just, his take on initiation I thought was great. And here's my favorite line. Some say only a Wiccan can make a Wiccan. I say only the goddess and the god can make a Wiccan. Who's better qualified? Scott Cunningham just Z-snapped <laughs> at Wicca. He's like, and what? Yeah. I love it. I yeah. just think his take is so good. I think that when you get down to it, this feels right with yeah. the way that Wicca is created. That when you say something like, who initiates but the goddess and the god, like, how was that not a thing that we were saying previously? Like, that sounds like the kind of sentence that Gardner says one way, and then when you get to modern, it's reinterpreted in another way, because mm. it just feels so correct yeah. in the framework. But yeah. I think it opens Wicca up to other people who are out there and want to do this and go, I can't. Yeah. You know? Yes, you can. Absolutely. And then he's got section two. Then we move on to section two and talk about practice talks about a mirror book which i feel like you talked about this like there's something that you either wanted to do i or... have a book of wins okay that's what and the was, book yeah. of wins is like what you practice in so i think yeah. that is probably where it comes from yeah is cunningham and his mirror book then you've got breathing meditation visualization he talks about that stuff um self-dedication yeah how to design ritual so those of you who are reading the book Pages 85 to 93 are the practice bits. They're fantastic. Definitely take a look at them. Self-dedication is page 98. Love a good ritual bath. Yeah. Here for it always. This this chapter alone is reason enough to read the book. But then if you are alone and you say, okay, this is daunting. I have all this information. I know that I'm going to be a witch now. How do I start? Well, section three is a complete book of shadows. It's fantastic. You can lift it if you want to and just say, you know what? I am not creative. I don't know what I'm doing. I want to make sure I'm doing it right. Between the workbook that Buckland gives you and And Scott Cunningham giving you a complete book of shadows. He calls it the Standing Stones Book of Shadows. You can be a witch tomorrow. You can just start. And that, I think, is, is such a great tool because when you get into it, when you start you know, okay, here's my Book of Shadows. I'm going to start doing rituals the way that Scott Cunningham wrote it. Oh, well, you know, this ritual that he wrote, I don't love. So I'm going to modify this, this, and this. Exactly. Boom. 
You're still doing it. Look, I have a daily devotion that I say to my God and Goddess. Daily, obviously, that's what's called a daily devotion. I've changed it. It's yeah. not the same daily devotion. Why? Because I've changed as a witch. So you can start with this and like you just said, little by little, you start changing this. Yeah. I like that. And before you know it, you've got your own book of shadows. You have your own book of shadows. I almost feel like take his book of shadows, put it in your book of mirrors, yeah. scribble all over it. There you go. You know, modify it however you want. And then once you feel confident, then you can make your own book of shadows. Right. It's great. Scott Cunningham is great. I just loved him. Yeah. I loved this book. I think if you haven't connected with the other books, but I still think, again, especially if you're going the Wicca route. Yes. If you're going the Wicca route, you need to know who who the granddaddies are. You need to Absolutely. know who these people are and what they said. Because then you really will appreciate not just Cunningham and Buckland, but as we keep going, yes. um, how people have reinterpreted or... or looked at the same things again and said, yes, this is valid. This is not. And ultimately you have to make your own decision, whether you're uh, a solitary or in a coven, every coven has to make a decision as what works for them. Yeah. And every solitary has to make a decision. It is incredibly interesting to watch the bones of the religion change yes. to go from Gardner to Valiente et cetera, et cetera, all the way up to where we are now and all the way to where we're going in the future. It gives you a grasp of Wicca that is different but incredibly valuable. Yeah. It's not the same as doing Wicca, right? And I'm not Wiccan, so I'm not going to do the Wicca. I'm not going to practice the religion, but I get it. Yeah. And I think that someone who practices this religion should get it. You should understand and this has been a really great way to do it. And it makes me more excited to continue to do it. I had Scorpio's two voice in my head when you said, I get it now. Because yeah. she's snarky. I can see her going, do you get it now, Gemini? Like, do you get it? <laughs> I mean, as much so, as I can. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, they say it's the fastest growing religion in the U.S. Mm -hmm. I don't know about the world, but the U.S. Wicca's growing fast. And there's still enough of the old guard that likes to look down yeah. on, on witches. And a term that I've heard and I don't like is the idea of a witchling, as though you're not... You I know, hate that. Yeah. It's like <laughs> I don't like it. No, you're not a little witch. Unless you gave birth to somebody and you want to call your baby a little witchling. That's actually cute. That's adorable. That's really precious. Okay. Then I will say, yes, you go and call your little kid a witchling because that's really cute. But a full-grown adult should not be called a yeah. witchling. They're not a witchling. They are somebody who is new to the craft, but they are a witch in whatever stage that they're in. Also, you can't call someone else a witchling. Like, if I, if I walk down the street and I'm like, you know what? I feel like a baby witch. I feel like I'm a witchling. I can self-identify. Oh, yeah, you could say that. But you can't look at somebody else and be like, that's a witchling. Like, no, you're just being an asshole. Yeah, exactly. You don't know about them. You don't know what they're doing in their house. They might just not mm. be comfortable with, like, right. candle spells right now. Right. At the same, by the same token, I feel that we have so much information out there. You know, I, I, I'm not on board with the whole, this is secret, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. But on the other hand, there's so much out there on the internet that I worry sometimes for people who are starting out and you have all this information and it's coming at you and you don't know who the people are. Some of them you don't know. Yeah. Who's writing this stuff? What's the intention? What are they getting you into? And... For people who are really alone saying, oh, I would love to join an online coven. And I go, you don't know who these people are. Yeah. Like, you know, and I, and I get it. You want community or you're not sure. And I think that's one of the reasons we did this. Like, here are some books. Okay, we haven't gotten to the modern books yet. But start with these. Yeah. You know, don't, don't be led by other people that you don't, you're not really sure who they are or what their intentions are. And, you know, they're going to diminish your shine because who knows? Maybe you are, have all this talent but you're going to trust somebody else or, yeah, you know, and, and let it happen naturally. I also feel that this is not a competition. So, and I see a lot of people who are starting out in the craft wanting to do all these things. And I go, mm -hmm. what have you read? And what have you, and, and a lot of them are like, well, I've read this and I've read that. How much have you really digested? Cause yeah. you're, you're jumping from book to book, but what did you do with this book? Did you, you know, how much time did you spend with the book? This is, this should be important to you. Take the time. I think a lot of us, move out of 
those of us who come from other religions move out of the religions of our birth because we've been told what to do and we don't resonate with that. But I do think it's very important to note that every religion has an initiation process, right? When I was raised Catholic, there was CCD and you had to go through these steps. You got baptized, then you got communion, then you got confirmation. Like every religion in the world has some kind of initiation process where you learn more about what you're doing. That's not bad. So doing something like reading Cunningham and doing a self-initiation, that's valuable. That's part of a religion. That's why you do it. So I think that sometimes when you're pulling out of another religion and pulling into another one, you kind of go entirely the other direction. You're like, I don't have to follow the rules. I don't have to. I can do whatever I want. I am... I'm in charge of how I practice this religion. You absolutely are, right? If you're a solitary Wiccan, you're absolutely in charge of yourself. And I'm not trying to diminish that. But going through a self-learning and a, and a process of understanding is essential to being a person who practices a religion. Whether you are a Christian or you're Jewish or you're Muslim or you're Wiccan or you're Hellenic or you're generic pagan, like going through that process is part of how religion works. Yeah. I also think, you know, to just build on that, some people don't take the time and they want to be, they want to go from, the in their minds, a witchling to somebody who's been practicing a long time. And there are no shortcuts. And I know people who have digested or just gone through all these books. They're, they're in it a, a couple of years only. And... They, they want to talk to people as though they know more or they have been doing this longer or they have whatever. And I think why some people in the craft get, you know, their hackles go up when someone, and maybe that's why these terms like this come to like mm-hmm. almost not put, yeah, put people down, but I'm almost like to give them a place is I will never say that I know everything. I am always saying, oh, God. just like with my divination. Yeah. Divination, I'm always like, oh, I'm the worst witch. I should know so much more. But it's a process. The whole thing is a process. So when somebody comes to me out of the gate and they've been doing it for only a couple of years and they want to talk to me like they know everything, you know, I think that's sad because I'm like, if the more you think you know, in my mind, the less you actually do know. So this is a problem that I, I don't even think it's like, Because I can see it being people who have done this for years, they think they know everything, but also people who are just starting out. I have a problem with people who think they know everything. And it's impossible to know everything. For me, like, even just coming at my religion, I got into this shit because of Socrates, right? I adore Socrates. I loved reading about him. I loved learning about him. That was my foothold. And Socrates says, a fool thinks he knows everything. A wise man knows he does not. If Wicca is wise people, don't you need to recognize that you don't know everything and that you are constantly on a path for growth? And if witch and Wicca are the same thing, shouldn't witches also know, just by association, that we are on a path of growth? I I, love that. I don't like, and this is a personal pet peeve of mine, so like I'm not coming at anybody here, but I just think that it makes us better people, it makes us better witches, it makes us better in every way to step back and say, I don't know, I'm not sure, and and to seek out an expert, right? If that expert is Scott Cunningham, if that expert is a friend down the street, if that expert is a scientist, there are people who know more than us. Always. There will always be. There is no human being on the planet who knows everything. Right. Right? Even if, I'm trying to think of, like, very smart people. Even if Neil deGrasse Tyson knows all of the ins and outs of the planetarium. No, I'm convinced he knows everything. No, sometimes he says some stuff on Twitter and I'm like, Neil, please. Does he really? Oh, my God. He, he gets involved in the humanity sometimes and we're like, aha, oh, I know you don't know okay. this. But even if he is, like, an expert at the planetarium and he knows how to work it and get all the stars going... He is not an expert on constructing a bridge or right. or doing a surgery or the Bible. 
So I liked, I love paganism and I love my religion specifically, but the process that I went through to get here, because I felt like no matter what I was doing, I was being told, you don't know all the answers. And I just want people to lean into that. And I think that that's why this has been such an exciting process for me, because I don't know anything about Wicca, right? I don't know the answers. Even the stuff that I learned when I was younger is different than what I'm learning now. I don't know everything. And I want to know more. But I don't ever want to make somebody feel like I know more than them. Right. Right? So if you're a witch who's been a witch for 50 years and you're mad about young people, like, I get it. But you still don't know things. Right. And if you're a young witch who's just starting out, you ultra don't know things. None of us should come into this feeling like we are better than other people because we know more in a certain field. But I think that, I mean, I loved how you put this. I, I was like <laughs> cheering you on. I think the problem with Wicca is because there's magic associated with it. People who are lost, people who feel they don't have any power, will come into this not because they think, okay, this is going to be my religion, but this is my religion because I don't have power and now I have power and mm-hmm. now I'm going to be a witch and I know everything and I got everything. So when older witches, and I get it, I get because I make faces all the time and you've seen me make I faces made, all the yes. time. Because I try to be really open, but when I see young people just, or not even young people, they can be old too, but somebody new to Wicca just like going at this and, you know, if I'll say, you know, in this book, oh yeah, yeah, I've read it, I've read it. And I'm like, could you listen? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh my God, why aren't you listening to me? You know? And and I like to listen to new things because everybody's approach is going to be different. So even if somebody has been into this for a week and they start telling me, seriously, not just, oh yeah, I read that, I read that, but said, you know, I read this chapter and I saw this, they're going to bring something totally new to the table and now I'm going to get something new from that person's understanding of it. But when I try to have a conversation with somebody who's new at this and they're just like brushing it, oh yeah, yeah, because I read this and I did this and I'm going, okay, so basically you're telling me you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. You know, why don't you listen? Why don't you really absorb? So I think this is a religion where if it seems, and maybe I'm wrong, because like I said, there's still the old guard that has very strict views on what Wicca is and what it isn't. And then you have people that are just like, listen, I'm trying to do this path. I'm not perfect, but I'm doing it. Why are you acting like this? Why are you yeah. acting like, you know, oh, I'm a witch now and now I'm going to do a spell. And it's like, okay. Power what? is not a corrupter. Power shows what people wanted before they had power. So a good person who gets power will do more good. A person who is bad before they get power will do more bad. A selfish person person will be more selfish. Selfish? Blah, I can't speak. <laughs> a selfish person will be more selfish, and a selfless person will be more selfless. Power just amplifies. And so people who come in because they need power are just going to continue to grasp for more and more power because it makes them feel amplified. Yeah. So I guess for those of you who are listening, all I really suggest is like be conscious of where you are looking for power yeah. and be conscious and why. of why, because it is going to amplify you. And so you need to know how it's going to make you more. And, and I hope that it will make you more of a loving person and a caring person and a person who's in tune with the way the world works. And I hope that it won't make you more of a jerk I've seen people go head head first into Wicca and they are not good people. You know, they had issues and those issues, like you said, they were amplified yeah. and you still see them. Um, as much as I might make faces, I let so much roll off my back now. It's not even funny because yeah. it's just, I'm seeing people just chase their own tails mm-hmm. and not really going anywhere and just going, okay, well, and maybe at some point you'll stop and you'll reflect and... It'll be better for you, but I don't know. So, yeah. So, I don't know. We kind of got off the whole... No, I I think that that take is something that we couldn't have gotten to from Gardner. And it's not... Like, we couldn't have gotten here from any other book but Cunningham. Because Cunningham lays it all out on the table. He tells you the truth. He calls out the bad shit. And he tells you what the good shit is. And I think this is the moment where we can really say something like this. Like, hey, you need to be aware 
of what decisions you're making. Absolutely. You were learning before. Now you're digesting. Now you're enacting. Now you're, we were the high priestess. Now we're the magician. Mm. So as you lean into this magician energy, just think a little bit about why you're doing it and, and what good can come from whatever witchcraft you are doing. Because, I mean, we all just want to live happily and in peace. Yeah. So allow yourself to be happy and at peace. Absolutely. I love that. And on that note, thank you so much to Sean McShane for making our iconic intro and outro music. Absolutely. We love him. We love the music. And we love our listeners. Thank you so much for listening to us, especially because some of our episodes recently are a little bit longer so i appreciate that you guys stick with us and that you're interested in what we're interested in yeah and let us know like give us some feedback send us some emails or message us through instagram and let us know what you like what you don't like are we rambling too much i don't (laughs) think we are but we're definitely getting into it there goes my little guy yeah he knows we're done yeah he knows we're done he's like okay nap now okay nap now so yeah that's it thank you so much for listening and remember if you're following the moons you're following us